The idea that no one is looking at the model presented by Mayor Rudy Giuliani in New York, which was very simple. If you throw a rock, you're arrested. If you throw a bottle, you're arrested. And all of a sudden, New York was, and it literally was almost overnight, New York became safe. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. Welcome back to Union Members Radio, the second hour this Sunday. We are here with James Dennis, Vice President of CWA Local 4100. Welcome back. Hi, hey, James. Hey, thanks a lot. So we were having uh, quite a, a, a... Biblical discussion, right? Bi- well, <laughs> you know, really, here's, here's where I want to, to put the caveat to that. Because, you know, I think it's more of a moral discussion. And, and, and that broadens it out to everybody. Because yes. the principles that you're talking about are just that. And when you look at a lot of, of even, you know, biblical type of mm-hmm. kinds of suggestions or... Uh, you know the morality it's really about talking about right and wrong and and really about value placing and that's what us humans do we put the the value on something we place it so and the reason why i always you know and and i'm gonna be honest with you thank you um vice president pence because you you got me digging in my scriptures a little bit deeper so one of the things that he said during his presidential run is i'm a christian first and a politician second oh yes good okay he did say that so again when we go back to james chapter two and we talk about this do not hold your your faith in our glorious lord with an attitude of personal favoritism and then it goes on to talk about the poor and how we are to respect the poor and respect the rich um is our country really doing that and it also talks about you shall love your neighbor as yourself so if if walmart was loving their neighbor as themselves they was looking at those people as people and not things mm-hmm would they not pay them a wage because, hey, I want you and your family to do well, just like I want myself and my family to do well. And I get the thing about the stockholders. They're supposed to make money. They are. They are. <laughs> and I'm not going to never sit back and go, oh, no, they, y'all shouldn't make profit. No, no, we should make a profit. I'm just saying maybe it shouldn't be a 300% profit. Right. Maybe let's, let's – can we back it down to maybe a 150 150% profit or something so that we can spread the wealth. Because keep in mind, a more educated country is a better country. Yes. When everybody in the country is educated and doing well, the country overall is doing well. Right. We, we, we have a lot more to offer, and it makes us more powerful. I kind of share the conservative's point of view when it comes to government it, to a point. That, that the government should stay out of certain things. But when it comes to security, infrastructure, and health care, I think the government does need to be involved because I think those we need we need a bigger force to, to jump on and blame and hold responsible to say, hey, we need to collectively come together and make this work. But going back to um, Vice President Pence, when I read this, a lot of the stuff that comes down the pipeline out of that administration, you know, when um, when President Trump said that, hey, I'm not going to put a uh, I'm going to put a rich man in that position uh, because I wouldn't put a poor man there. I mean, right there, he takes verse six in chapter two and but you have dishonored the poor man. And he says it right there in black and white. Hey, I'm, I'm going to dishonor you because I'm not going to put a poor person over commerce. 
I'm not going to do that. Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put my rich buddy over here because he's a rich man. And why would I do that unless you insist that I do that? And, and, and I get the basic principle of it. I get it, but you oh. know what? Here's the thing. Here's the because no, no, because you're saying because you're saying kicking my feet. You're right. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. You're saying you're, you're, you're. I get what he's saying. He's saying that this man has managed his money well, which is the reason why he's rich, and that's the reason why we uh-huh. want to put him over commerce, right? But here's the other piece of that. Every poor, poor person is not stupid. Can do things. We are problem solvers. You know, I'm not a rich man, so I, if you had to go rich man, poor man, then I guess I fall under the poor status. And the thing is, is 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 is, is can you problem solve? A lot of this stuff is just problem solving. Well, things. that's you know, and that was part of the conversation we were having, and that's that's my stand on this. Okay, listen, it's really easy to fix a problem when you have all the resources that you need to fix it. Okay? That's really easy. Now, now here, let me give you another scenario. Your car breaks down. Mm -hmm. You need $150 for the part and the labor to fix it. Right. You don't have it. So... You've got to get really creative, don't you? Right. And how are you going to do that? Hmm, I don't know, but you've got to figure it out because you need that car by tomorrow to make it to work. Right. And guess what? You'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But you don't have all that money sitting there for a measly $150 to fix that car. Yep. Now, who do you want working for you? Somebody somebody that knows how to do that with nothing and can make it manifest and appear? Or somebody who can just fix it by throwing money at it and wasting money at it by, by having golden toilet seats? Give me a break. You know what? People people who who have very little have been making it work for a long time and there are there is literature out there that will prove my point you know it 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 takes a lot of creativity ingenuity and resourcefulness to make things work with very little and that is much more honorable in my opinion than somebody who just has it all and can make it happen now now with all that said Mm -hmm. okay does that mean that they haven't worked hard the the people with with as much as they have no that doesn't mean that at all but does that mean that they've gotten help along the way probably absolutely and absolutely. Ha- and earned that favor that you're talking about yeah. because you know what they it's a status thing anyways i i guess really you know i i'm thinking here james i'm thinking about uh, last hour, we we talked with a gentleman named JJ, and and um, we were talking about healthcare, and you know that a lot of people believe that we deserve it. And I was thinking about this during the break for this next hour, okay. and and this is something that occurred to me was why okay you know to be fair and to try to I guess um, honor JJ and others who have this opinion. Why do I personally think we are entitled to it? And I, I, I was thinking because we humans. Well, there's that for sure. Okay, that, I mean, that's I'm just the, saying the number one, you know. But but we pay for it. Yeah. Because yeah. the you know the government isn't some kind of free operating kind of of thing. They operate because we Our pay tax them. Our you tax know. Dollars. Yes. They. Yeah. And they're supposed to be working for us, and this is what we want. So if this is what we want and we're paying for it, then that's what we should get. So so we've got to to come up with a way to make that work. And and, and one way is by voting the people in that will do the job the way that that we hope that they would do it, Um, and and making people accountable. But we, we, you and me, and everybody listening— 
has been uh, kicked out of, of this club, or we've never <laughs> really been part of it. And so our voices need to matter more. Well, so, so we, we were talking um, in the first hour about a world without unions. Right. So our union has brought health care to the table, okay? Yes. But here's something I want you to think of. So J.J. made a good point. He says that we think it's a privilege. Or did he say a privilege? No, we think that, you know, we're entitled to we're it. We're entitled to it. That's what he said. That, right. Thank you for correcting me. He said that we think we are entitled to it. And the reason why we think that we're entitled to it is because of our unions. Our unions saw us as human beings yes. and saying, hey, this is what we need for our people because they are human and they do need health care. This is a human right. Let's and it's make something this happen. that's available. Right. We can make this happen. Okay. So that that that's that that's what our union has come. It, back then, it was a great thing. Now it's kind of like everybody's all mad about it because they're saying, "Well, you know, you guys feel like you're entitled to it." And you know what? Even before unions, we should have been entitled to it because again, we're talking about a human right. We're talking about somebody's um, health and welfare. We're not talking about trying to make somebody rich or putting somebody in a nice neighborhood or getting somebody a a, a, a Camaro or a, a Mustang or a vet or something. We're not trying to do that. We're talking about somebody that's sick. Again, a loved one, a child, an elderly person. We're talking about someone that's sick that you're sitting back just watching them die. It's like, well, you know, if, if you was a basketball star, you could have got to had the money to get them well. They would be they, they would live 10 more years. But since you didn't make a good decision or oh, well, or just because you were born in a situation, your mom has to die. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. That's, this is where the human right of this thing comes in at. And this is what our unions have saw over the years. It's all about making um, people, not us being seen as numbers, but seen as humans. Absolutely. And there lies the problem with all of this is that um, our culture right now, they're not loving their neighbors as themselves. They're not seeing people as humans. No. And if you think about that, um, that shooting that we had where the police officer shot the young man in the car with the child in the car. Right. That right there should have broke your heart. And that's what made me kind of look at look at our world and people talk about that. And, and, and it made me sad. It really, it really, really broke my heart. Because the thing is, is anytime a police officer shoots into a car that a four-year-old is in, where anything, that bullet could have hit that four-year-old, if that didn't break your heart. And then afterwards, they took the mother, handcuffed her, threw her in the back of the police char- car with the child in the car going, Mommy, it's going to be all right. I'm not going to let them shoot you. You Enough people wasn't outraged by that. And then at that point, that's when I saw, I said, you know what? We are, we're not loving ourselves as our neighbors. We're no. not loving, love isn't even in the equation. No. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I, th- I think that the fact that a child was involved, if nothing else, whether you didn't care for the, whether you didn't care for the color of the person or the police officer, whatever your, your ism was in that right, situation, right. that child being in that car should have broke your heart. And it did break a lot of people's heart. I'm not saying everybody felt that way. Right. But. The bottom line is that is a, a good example of, of the dehumanizing of our culture. It is, and that was a really sad situation. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, to be fair, we, you and I both know that this isn't something that every police officer out there would no, not participate in. Right, we know right, that. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I, I want to be clear on that. Thank you. Isolated event. Yes. Uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Union Members Radio, and we will be right back. And I'll keep this world from dragging me down. When you lose a loved one, turn to Stenson Funeral Home with three locations in the Detroit vicinity 
to serve your family's needs with integrity and professionalism. 313-863-7300. Catering to all religions and number one in veteran services, Stinson Funeral Home is dignified and economical, where your loved one is number one. Reverend Dr. Curtis C. Williams, CEO, understands the unique and individualized needs of your family. 313-863-7300. Stinson Funeral Home is endorsed by the union members' radio show. How would you like to learn how to invest in the stock market, taking control of your financial future and no longer paying fees or commissions to your financial planner or broker? How about learning how to make money regardless of the market goes up or goes down? You know, if you're serious about learning how to invest in the market, and I mean really serious about doing what it takes to make money, come take our free three-hour seminar to learn more. Hi, I'm Bob Bolia, owner and president of Online Trading Academy Detroit, the premier leading investing and trading educational firm, and we've got a campus right here in Southfield, Michigan. You know, this is serious education on investing. This is hands-on learning, working and training with the industry's top professional financial investors and actually trading with real money in real time to make sure you understand investing. So if you want to earn an income or grow your wealth or both, come to our location right here at 10 and Telegraph. Call 844-250-8723, 844-250-8723. That's 844-250-8723 to learn more. Michael Medved hears the message from the American people. What's the message been? I mean, just so constantly, so uh, just recurrently and repetitively and insistently, the message has been Americans are sick and tired of the political establishment. We want fresh faces. We want people from outside. We want somebody who's different, and we want somebody who's uh, going to shake things up. The Michael Medved Show, weeknights at 7 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Well, I won't back down. Welcome back to Union Members Radio. We are joined today with James Dennis, Vice President of CWA Local 4100. And uh, we were, we've been talking about many different things. One thing we were talking about is health care and, uh, you know, why some of us believe that it is a human right. I mean, I personally do. And um, I, I just want to read something that, that nags me all the time. And this is uh, what the Declaration of Independence says about the government and the rights of the people. Okay? So, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among them, that among them, (laughs) so sorry, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay? I'm going to say that again. Did you say life? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That, to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent, dot, 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 of course. So, so if life is an unalienable right, mm-hmm. then at what point do we stop saying that life is a right? Is it when a baby is in the womb or, you know, because, they're, you know, that that's an issue, you know, mm-hmm. it's a big political hot button issue. Or does life count when when we're here and and we are trying to survive something as horrible as a deadly disease? If we have that right, then does that mean that 
that we should use the resources that are at, at, are at our disposal in a way that will secure the life of a person whose life is in jeopardy. So, so these are things that, that bother me because, I mean, granted, this is the Declaration of Independence, uh, and, and apparently, you know, this argument has been used for other things as well, uh, but if, if our founding fathers found this to be so important that it's the preamble to the Constitution, then it should matter. Yeah, but again, it goes right back to the statement that I made earlier is we're de- dehumanizing people. You know, you're not human. So we don't feel your pain. We don't love our neighbor as ourselves. Right. So that word life, when, when, when I gave that example of that person not being able to get that chemo treatment to extend his life because we feel that we, are, we shouldn't be entitled to this health care, right? I get that. You know, we shouldn't be entitled to it. But you know what the thing is? is our, our government, it's all the, the life of an 18-year-old, a 2-year-old, a 65-year-old. That's life. A Everybody baby that's in a, a mother's tummy. A baby that's in a mother's womb. Exactly. That's life. When we die, and I'm not talking about somebody trying to get a, a nose job. Yeah, that's okay? different. Okay, that's different. That's different. I'm not saying that the health care should pay for that. But cancer treatment? Yeah, yeah. We, we Diabetes? We, we, yeah, diabetes, yes. Yeah. Um, the, the, the plague or whatever. Asthma? Plague. Yeah, asthma, whatever. whatever. You, what, what, these are things that people didn't pick, go, hey, let me walk in here and get this. Right. You know, even AIDS. Right. You know, if someone, someone has AIDS. You know, they need the medicine. They should be able to get it to prolong their, what did that say, life? <laughs> their life. Like that, the word it's life keeps right. that life keeps coming back, keeps coming back, and keeps coming back. That life, we gotta stop dehumanizing ourselves and each other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it it, it matters, <laughs> you know, and 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 that's the thing, you know, that that is 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 so important. And I, I you know, sometimes I know I get a little off track, but um, as far as as values go, you know, that is one one of the reasons that I, you know. And, and, and my producer have gotten so into this program yes, I and, have. and trying to do this is, is because of the fact that everybody's life does matter and it does count. Rich or poor. Rich or poor. And if, if, if unions are, are the voice that are in the workforce that are standing up for people so that they have rights in that workplace, then you know what? We've got we've to stand up for it and defend it. Or there will be nobody left standing up for you when it comes to, you know, bringing home the bacon, taking care of your kids, making sure that your kids can go to college, whatever the case may be. So, it, it, you know, this is this is an important program because we are trying uh, to really instill the value of life and, and, and your life and the, the time that, that you put in to your work. Go well, ahead. You know what? Here's the, here's the thing. Unions bring life. We just summed it up. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. EAP programs, which is employee assistance programs that all most, most employers have for substance abuse, gambling abuse, what, whatever it is that you got, you, even marriage. If you got marital problems, you can go there. You, if you just like, man, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling well. I need to go talk to somebody. This is stuff that has been put in a collective bargaining agreement along with health care. Now, these are things that's just all about life. And what did it say? What else did it say about life? It says something about the pursuit of 
happiness. Right. If you think of all this stuff that the union has given us, health care, paid time off, you don't have to get paid for the 4th of July when you don't work it. Because prior to a union, if you didn't work it, you didn't get paid for it. Right. You know, or vacation time. You didn't get the vacation time. If you didn't, if, hey, if it ain't offered, if it ain't part of the agreement, you didn't get it. That's what our union has brought us. An eight-hour regular work day. You know, they used to tell you stay in there until the job was done and you're going to get paid. If it's a dollar an hour, <laughs> if you work 12 hours, you got $12. Whereas now we have overtime because of our union was the vehicle we used to go out and fight that. Child labor laws. Your child cannot go to McDonald's and work 500 hours a week. <laughs> okay? Because why? Because those laws are set. If that happens, some, a whole lot of people is in trouble. Right. And safety. Safety leads to life. Because if we're not safe at work, then we lose our life at work, and we don't have what the declaration said, life. Right. All of this stuff points back to life. And this is, you know, so important because, you know, as as we mentioned earlier, uh, last hour, you know, unions are ha- without unions, then uh, civil rights issues would not have been as effective because it's always intertwined. Absolutely. Civil rights and employment are always intertwined because what are, what happens in the workforce? I'm a white woman working next to a black man. Mm -hmm. We start to get to know each other. We start to interact. We Mm -hmm. realize that we are the same and that that mere pigment of our skin does not separate us. Right. We are the same. Yes. But, but how, how, you know, you, you know, you as a black man, a, a minority in, in the, you know, the public view, right? Right. But, but you're working with white people now who, who are understanding you. Right. Who are looking at you saying, this person is exactly the same as me. Right. And they're worth fighting for, and I'll march with him. Right. And if we were not put in that proximity of each other and understood those things, then then what? We stay divided. And you know what? And that's another. I'm glad you brought that point up because one of the things that um, is another show that I listen to all the time is she talks about that. Um, I cannot remember the number, but it was a very, very high number of people that does do not interact with people outside of their race. And those are normally the people that have the different viewpoints about different races. I'll say it like that. Right. So like um, with me all my life, I've always went to schools that was um, mixed, for lack of a better word. Right. And so all people were all people. I don't care what color you were or whatever. You you were a person. And I had learned that from a very early age, from my parents, from my schooling, from college, and even at the workplace. We have a very diverse workplace. But a person that only stays around, let's say, white people, then all of a sudden one day they go off to the big city and they see this brown guy <laughs> or this light beige-looking guy like myself. And he's like, whoa. All I know about him is what I see on TV when they're robbing and stealing. Right. And the reason why his thought is like that is because he has not interacted. You know, whereas with, the, with with our union, it brings us together. Because keep in mind, I work out in the garage on the, on the, on my truck at AT and T. But the people that the service reps that come that's in the office, their work, they're there. The administrative assistants are there. We have the mobility people, the optical people. All of us are there at general membership meetings. So we have the opportunity to interact with other people. 
Right. And that's a good thing because the, the more you get to know people, the better off your understanding becomes. You begin to understand what's going on. You begin to understand what people are. You begin to understand that I cannot judge people by the color of their skin, but the, the content of their character. Exactly. And that's what our union bring to the table. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the unions have always been great and they're always right. We still have some unions that need to do a lot of work when it comes to diversity. But this is the vehicle that we can use to make that work happen. Exactly. And it's it's the only vehicle that's available. Yeah. I'm and it's the vehicle one. that works. Yeah. yeah so, yes, yes, it is. It's, so that's what, you know. And it's all about life. You just you said it in, in the Declaration of Independence. Right. Life. This is what the union, without the unions, we wouldn't have the life that we have now. The life that we take for granted. When, again, I walk up to members at AT&T Mobility and be like, hey, sign the union card. I got a Novi store that half the store there did not sign the union card. And it's because they, the first thing they say is, well, you know, I can't afford the, the couple of dollars a month for the union dues because I got to pay for my house and such and such. But the bottom line is, if it wasn't for the shoulders of the union members that you're standing on, you wouldn't have that rate of pay. Right. You wouldn't have that commission check. You wouldn't have any of those benefits that paid time off, any of that stuff you wouldn't have if it wasn't for the union. But this is something that you don't want to pay for. Others have paid for it so that you can get it. Now, when it's your turn to pay for it so the future people can get it, you're like, oh, I'm entitled to this. You're not entitled to this. This is something that was fought for, and we have to continue fighting. And if we don't continue fighting for it, their children, my children, your children, our children— We'll be back in the dark ages. Entirely. And that is so important. And and I think that, you know, when people realize that their their voices and their numbers, you know, in terms of, of you know, being part of a union that, that is a group of people that are, are standing up for, for their own rights in the workplace, when, when they are um, together and united, then mm-hmm. they, yep. you know, they're stronger. Yeah. And and that's that number is falling. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've read that un- unionization in this country is down to like seven, seven percent. I mean, that's scary. You, you may be right. I mean, I looked at one report. It was saying 11. But I, you know what? I don't I honestly don't know. I can't. Right. Yeah. That's it, we, we, all we know is declining. It is declining for sure. So we'll talk more about that, uh, and you have some other information that we'll be talking yes, about that's important yes. to help people who need, you know, who need help. Our show is brought to you in part by the following tr- contributors: APWU Local 295, APWU Local 480 481, CWA Local 4009, CWA Local 4123, Teamsters Local 337, and IUPAT. District Council 1M, which is at the Painters Union. Thank you. And the, and we'd also like to thank the following individuals for their contribution. George Troya, Jr., President of DFM Local 5, James Dennis, Vice President, CWA Local 4100, and Roscoe Woods, President of APWU Local 480-481. Thank you so much for contributing to our program. All right. So, you know, we've been talking about, uh, you know, integral things uh, as far as is, you know, what makes the world a better place? (laughs) What kinds of uh, 
things that that unions bring into the workforce that make it a better place to you know to give work li- in give life it, and, and unions do give life give and life. and they yeah. make life better i'm glad you brought that point up i, I right? really am because you, you know what that's something that really hit hard and home for because with unions our unions um, are into community service. When you go to different union halls and you ask what everybody do, everybody does something. Right. Whereas we don't, it's not on the t- television. It's, you know, like Walmart got all these commercials of all the stuff that they do. Um, the unions don't. They just go out into the neighborhood and they just they just make things happen. And they, get in, they, they find out the information and they don't just, it's not just, well, this is just for union members only. We're going to keep this to ourselves. No. Right. Um, we, our union, bring information for everybody, whether you're in a union or not in a union. All we're doing, all we're trying to do is help those that are in need. And that's where, you know, this information that we're talking about now, or we're getting ready to talk about, yes. comes into play. Because um, um, the United Way has a, or what is it called? Meet Up and Eat Up Food Distribution. Um, and, it, and, it, and the labor unions come together and help United Way with this. And they have a... A couple of um, meet up and eat up locations that's coming up, but here's something I want to let people know for meet up and eat up. If you call two one one or text the word food f o o d to eight seven seven eight seven seven. Again, that's text food f o o d to eight seven seven eight seven seven. When you do this, this will let you know where the summer meetup and eat up um, will be at. You can find out where they're going to be there, and then you and your, you, I think you throw your zip code in there, and it'll tell you um, exactly where they're going to have meetup and eat up at. And children can go there and eat for free over the summer. That's so nice. You have a lot of children that the only time they get to eat is in regular school. Once school is over, then then their parents are poor or whatever the reason may be, they're not eating. Again, we talk about life, okay? Pursuit of happiness. Right. Okay? So this program here enables children to be able to get a meal. And in, and if you call the 211 uh, on a regular phone, this resource service can help you with utility and rent payment assistance, job search and pla- placement, food, health care, child care, housing and temporary shelter, prescription, expense assistance, school-related program, free tax preparations, and much, much more. And it's sponsored by the United Way, and we always partner with them to get the great things that they do. And, I mean, this 211 helps those that need the help. And, I mean, that's very, very important. And, again, you can text the word FOOD, F-O-O-D, to 877 Eight seven seven, and then you can find out where those um, eat up, meet up, and eat up places are going to be. I think s- just this past Saturday they were in Pontiac. Wednesday, June twenty eighth, from two thirty to six o'clock, they are going to be at Rosie's Park in Madison Heights, um, and that is between eleven and twelve mile in John R and DeQuinder somewhere. But it's Rosie Park in Madison Heights, and that's going to be Wednesday, June twenty eighth. And then Tuesday, July 11th, they're going to be um, from 2.30 to 6 o'clock p.m. Williams uh, Rec Rec Center in Detroit. 
And that's the, only, the address for that is here. That's at 8431 Rosa Parks. But if you text that number, you can get the information that you need for that. Excellent. And that, and that is something that we push throughout all our union halls. So when the um, United Way liaison goes out and she or she and her supervisors go out and talk to different people about this or come to our organizations, we immediately push that out because you'd be surprised. It's not necessarily our union members that need this help, but it's those that the union members know. It's the neighbor down the street. It's the cousin. Hex, maybe their sister or brother. Or somebody, somebody else on the job that's friend from somewhere that needs this. A lot of people have been helped through these programs. But, you know, we don't have money to do actual commercials and put it on a billboard and send it out to people. But what we do is we use those resources to put these programs together. And then it's up to us as, as union, as people, as human beings to push this information out so that our children can get something to eat. Absolutely. So... So tell me, uh, that that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, how is the United Way affiliated with unions? Wow, you know what? That is a very good question. I hope I can give you an answer. Because you know what? To be honest with you, all my life, my 29 years of being involved with um, our CWA Local 4100, I actually been there the whole 29 <laughs> years, believe it or not. No other local. The United, United Way has always been there. They have always been there helping people, and they have always come and said, hey, all we need is volunteers to help. Now, don't get me wrong. United Way has had its challenges because somebody's listening and going, oh, United Way, the, the negativity comes out automatically. But let me say this. This organization goes out, and they do the work that they need to do. I have witnessed firsthand the Meet Up and Eat Up program and those children, and they get those bags and those boxes of food, and they tear it up right there in front of you. And when you sit there and you look at it, you just be like, oh, my goodness, we are coming here. We're only going to be here today. What are those children going to do tomorrow? Right. Again, we're talking about that giving life. So the United Way has always been there. Um, I know at AT AT&T they partner with the company and us, and we've been going around um, getting the donations. I know I donate to the United Way. And you also get to select what part of the United Way program your funds go to. So it's not just I'm just donating to corporate. I'm donating right to my neighborhood. Sure. So, you know, that and and that's the best way I could describe how they're tied into it. They've they've just always been there and I've always seen the work that they've done. I've witnessed it firsthand. That's wonderful. I, you know, it's it's good to know that there are other resources available for, you know, kids. I I mean, we we don't think about that enough, especially those of us who don't have to, and we don't see it. But there are many kids Mm. that that really benefit strongly from the the programs at school, and when summer is is here, then what? They don't have they don't have anything. The meet up and eat up is one of is one of the best programs that United Way has put together. I mean, they put together a lot of programs. Right. Don't get me wrong, but that is one of the best programs that I've seen personally work. I've seen the look in those children's faces. Last year they had, I think they had more locations last year than they did this year. And I'm quite sure we, we're still trying to get some donations to kind of build it up a more, more and more. Sure. So, well, that's yeah. that's good to know. And, and, and maybe, uh, you know, you can uh, give us some of that information, James, for people to be able to figure out how they can donate to United Way if, if they would like to. Right, yeah, you we'll know, have to find that out. And, yeah. and, and also, like I said, that dial 211 from any number, that's where you can ask for help. 
So when we talk about pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps, if you're if you're low and you can't seem to pull yourself up, dial two one one and talk to that person and find out exactly what it is you need. Emergency groceries. Even says here, help with employment. You know, that's that good. that's a that's a beautiful thing. Again, we're injecting life back into people. Right. Because when people are laying on the ground, the last thing they need you to do is step on them and say, You need to get yourself up. I know. That's sometimes we need to reach that hand out and say, My brother, I got you. And when I say my brother, I'm not saying to all to all the black folks. I say my brother to everybody, every race. I had a guy come up to me not too long ago. He says, did you call me? My brother said, yes, you're my brother. You're my fellow human being. And he just looked at me. He says, man, I never had anybody, he said, let alone any black guy come up to me and say that to me and refer to me as their brother. Yes, you definitely are the genuine article. There's no yeah. doubt, yeah. James. I, I mean that. You, uh, I don't think that there – I see, this conversation is so important on so many levels because – you get that. And I mean, I've asked you questions mm -hmm. because I wanted to make sure I wasn't offensive because I want to be politically correct in a way that is sensitive, <laughs> you know. So I've asked you, you know, well, you know, can I just call you a black guy or, you know, do, do yeah. I call you an African-American? Because I don't feel comfortable saying African-American. And what did you tell me? I told you I don't like African-American. I like black guy because mm -hmm. I know... I, I'm not from Africa. I'm from here. I'm from. I'm an American. <laughs> right. And you know, a black man. I'm cool with that term. Right. You know, the African American. If that's what some people want to be called, that's fine. I'm not. I'm a. I get call me a black man. Right. That's what I prefer to be called. Right. So, Just like me, a white lady. I didn't want you to call me some Caucasian. Caucasian. That, that's that's weird <laughs> to me. So, you know, and and this is <laughs> again, this is all part of the conversation. Yeah. And 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 that's one thing too. I mean. Unions are so cool in the way that they help bring everybody to this place where you're actually able to have those kinds of conversations. Yes. You know, and, and you otherwise you're just left with like, okay, I don't really know what to say. I don't want to be disrespectful. I want so so that's a good thing, you know. Yes. I mean and you you are just great to have in the position that you're in, because I'm sure that you are super approachable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then keep in mind, you know, we had um, Chris and, and um, Gloria on here about the equity yes. stuff not too long ago. And a lot of times, you know what? That's what's cool about them. You can call our equity committee up and just ask them, can I use this word? Is this offensive? What's going on? And they will give you the answer to the question. And here's the thing. They will not give you an answer and then look at you sideways because you asked a question. Yeah. The only way you're going to find something out about a person is ask them. You know, just like we talked. Remember, we talked earlier about the N-word. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I had told you, I said, look, I don't use it. And I prefer it not to be used. But I don't sit here and, and you know, if a group over there is using it, they use it. That's them. But I prefer I prefer them not to use it towards me or you know, just let's just let's just leave me out of the situation. Right. Because I think Ice Cube said on Bill Maher's show when he made the comment about he was a house in and Ice Cube was like, well, you know, that's like stabbing a, a knife in my heart or a sword in my heart or however he put it. You know, I, I sat there and I looked at the TV screen. I said, well, but here's the thing, Ice Cube. When you say it, it's like putting a sword in my heart, too. You actually had a group called N.W.A. You know, so I'm I'm not I'm not on that team. You know, the bottom line is let's just look at it like it is. And I had a discussion with somebody about this today. Um, here's the rule: only black people can use that word to black people. That just say what you mean. 
you know yeah. don't don't put the sword in the heart because i can twist that sucker right back around and say dude you're doing it to me so that's, does that mean you're going to stop using it the answer is no you're not going to stop using it. right so you know it, it blew up like it did um personally you know i don't use it but i'm not going to condemn somebody else for using it and here's the thing when somebody else of a different race uses it around me and people expect me to jump into the fight, I'm not jumping into the fight. I'm going to pretty much walk out the door because, you know what, I'm I'm not on that team. Right. You know, the thing is, is I don't use it, and, and that's, I'm going to leave it at that. So that's that's my that's personal. That has nothing to do with the union. Right. It's union members that I know that use it regularly. That's right. their word, and they're going to use it. I don't. That's a personal statement. And trust me, we at the Union Hall had a really, really lengthy conversation about it this past week. Interesting. And yeah, and I was in the minority of that one. So really? I, yeah, yeah, I was. I was in the minority. And that's okay. Because guess what? I understand where they're coming from. And, you know, they understand where I'm coming from. And we can agree to disagree. Right. Again, I'm not going to condemn somebody for using it or not using it. That's just my personal preference. Right, right, right. No, I get that. You know, that that's that's so interesting, though, because um, I don't know, getting back to to just being honest and open and understanding each other, you know, that that's so important. And I think that is definitely what what unions do, because you get to see each other as each other. Yeah. And, yes. you know, once you realize that it, it changes things and it, it puts humanity uh in the workplace yeah and that's so important and yes. so you know that's just food for thought so <laughs> anyways we have uh about 15 minutes left of this program don't go anywhere you're listening to union members radio and we'll be right back gonna stand my ground when you lose a loved one turn to stenson funeral home with three locations in the detroit vicinity to serve your family's needs with integrity and professionalism, 313-863-7300. Catering to all religions and number one in veteran services, Stenson Funeral Home is dignified and economical, where your loved one is number one. Reverend Dr. Curtis C. Williams, CEO, understands the unique and individualized needs of your family. 313-863-7300. Stenson Funeral Home is endorsed by the Union Members Radio Show. Hi, I'm Wendy Jones, host of Next Steps for Seniors. Are you stuck in the chaos of trying to figure out the maze of hospitals, rehabs, and insurance for a parent or a loved one? Join me and my co-host, attorney Mike Rakowski. We talk about these issues and more every Saturday at 11 a.m. That's Next Steps for Seniors, Saturdays, 11 a.m. on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Your questions, real life, real answers. Hi, it's ACOS, the solutionist, inventor, entrepreneur, and international billion-dollar TV pitchman. I invite you to be part of the My Cool Inventions radio show every Saturday. It's Reality Radio, where we bring together entrepreneurs and inventors to pitch product ideas live on air. And you can vote to make or break an inventor's dream. Every Saturday, you can vote on your favorite product invention, or even better yet, if you have the next $100 million product idea floating around in your head, submit it for free at MyCoolInventions.com. Tune in to My Cool Inventions Saturdays on WDTK. Dennis Prager has the left all figured out. If a religious person says the world is coming to an end, he's a nut. If a secular person says it, he's an environmentalist. By the way, that's why these uh, the hysterics of the left, which is redundant, but it's why the hysterics of the left changed it to climate change. 
then they get you coming and going. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Well, I won't back down. Welcome back to the last segment of this Sunday's show. I'm here with James Dennis, Vice President of CWA, Local 4100. Uh, and it, we've had an interesting conversation. We have, what, we've broken some, some uh, taboo yeah, race kinds of yeah. questions. <laughs> we've talked about uh, income inequality. We've talked about health care. Uh, what what are some of the the final notes of this program that that we want to leave our listeners with today, James? You know, um, I, I have to sum it up like this. You know, I, I got to go back to scripture. I got to go back to James chapter two, and it talks about favoritism. And one of the things that the collective bargaining agreement helps us to avoid is favoritism. You know, no matter what your religious background is, you know, we're not supposed to be treating people. Um, by um, the outside appearances. We're supposed to be treating them um, according to their character. You know, we're supposed to respect everybody. You know, if I, if I don't like you, it's because I don't like you because of whatever reason. You're a bad person or whatever, but I should try to get to know you than to dislike you. And then when it comes to health care, safety, um, inf- the infrastructure of our country, all of us should have the right, whether you're a good person or not, you should have the right to be safe. You should have the right to ride over a bridge that's not going to collapse. You should have the right to be able to be cured and have health care so you can get the medical treatment that you need just because you're a human being, not because you're a scholar, not because you're the nicest person in the world, not because you're the meanest person in the world. It's because you are human. So to avoid favoritism, we need to treat everybody with respect and dignity. Our our union has brought that to the table for the common working person. If our unions did not exist, we wouldn't have that. We wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. Right. Our unions brought us to the table to talk about just being humans having those rights and privileges. Yeah, some people, you know, do we feel like we're entitled to health care? Yeah, so does Congress when they get their health care. They're entitled to it. And they're not letting it it go, and they don't get the the bare-knuckled kind of bare-bones provisions either. Smaller countries do health care, and they do it well. Everybody has their problems and issues, woes, and grievances. I get that. Right. But just... What does that declaration say? Life. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life. Yeah, right. Life. I mean, that's, that's what I'm pushing is life. Just right. life, just life. Right. You know, that's what unions have always pushed, even in the bad times. And unions ain't always just been perfect. I'm not saying that either, everybody. It's like, oh, you, you're saying it, but no. But I'm saying some of this stuff that they've pushed has helped prolong folks' life. I got through, I was just talking to um uh, one, one of the persons here about the... Uh, syndicated shows right and how these syndicated shows have taken jobs i remember when they first came in and you know you had the syndicated show on 500 stations so then my question was well if 500 stations show one show or preview one show what happens to all those 500 shows that used to be on those individual stations at one time what happened to the life of them right 
Their life disappeared. They dried up. They're gone. And that's what unions are working so hard against. It's, you know, everything can be a robotic. Cars can drive themselves. All this stuff can come down like this. But the bottom line is, can that robot buy these new cars? Can that robot go to the grocery store and buy food? Can that self-driving car um, buy itself? No. <laughs> none, none of that <laughs> I can like happen. I like that question. Yeah, it, it, it can't. So, so the thing is, is with unions, we're, we're, we are always fighting for human rights to be able to put money back into the economy so that the economy the economy can continue to grow it can continue to be profitable it can continue to work indeed if it doesn't continue to work we're all going to be poor broke um <laughs> um what's the sick because we don't have health care no bridges to cross. And in, in, in another country, you just come and just blow us up because we don't have the safety. We don't have, we're not secure like we need to be. And not only that, I love those points you've made, James, but we're not united. Yeah. Because with this classism, uh, it, it presents so many problems. It, it, see, unions are the bridge to creating an environment of economic, I don't know if the word equality is necessarily appropriate economic but, opportunity yes opportunity, Let's say opportunity yes and economic um i guess dignity because mm-hmm. i last weekend i was in st louis missouri and uh it <laughs> i will tell you what i i am never going back there and the, it was it was horrible really? i mean it, as far as uh the economic picture there it was a dangerous place i'm not going to lie my car was broken into the motel that i stayed at was fraudulent with my debit card i mean oh, I, i'm man. telling you but 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 the sad part is is it all comes down to economic um problems because these people you know desperate people make desperate choices and if, if we are willing to allow this country to to fall down this awful place where we are not fighting to keep wages up for each other, and if we're not pulling for our, our fellow human to be able to earn enough money, because it, really it comes down to, I mean, a day's a day's work is 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 worthy of an honorable's day pay. Yes. You know, we we shouldn't have to slave. I mean, we we can do our jobs well yep. and do them with dignity. That's and right. and that's what unions bring to the table and that's why they're so important. I mean, we want we want good things for our children and for ourselves and that's what unions do. And and so anyway, that's that's an important thing to to remember. Well, you hit on something real hard that I just talked to somebody about today. So, I know people that Kind of was in a different type of lifestyle that wasn't 100% legal. And what had happened in their lives was they ended up getting a real job that paid real money that they were able to do things with. And all of a sudden, their lives turned around. And now that life of um, that alternative lifestyle, I'll call it that, is no longer they're, everything is legal. Everything is lining up, and they're doing what they're supposed to do. And all that came with 
a good job. Exactly. So they, they to, to your point, desperate times calls for desperate measures. Those desperate times left because the desperate measures wasn't needed. So that's all I'm saying is the more educated our society is, the better our work hours and our, our pay is, the better our country is going to be. Totally. More to more money, more taxes. Less crime. Let, there you go. Because guess what? I'm, I'm too busy making it, doing great things to be breaking in your house. I'm buying my own TV because I got my job and I'm going to 40 hours and I'm doing the great, I'm doing that great work. And I have enough money to be able to get the prescription for my kids. Absolutely. And to be able to have health care for my children and my wife and my yes. husband. And I don't have to rob anybody because all of my needs are, are met and I'm earning that. So there's dignity. There's sufficiency. There are all of these things intertwined with with getting paid what you're worth. And, 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 and unions do that. Yep, and, you're and buying your cars. And we've got to fight for that. You're buying your cars that you're building. You're buying that, you know, those farms. We buying that food from those farms. The money is coming right back in and going right back out. It's, it's, it's circulating. That's what it needs to do is circulate. Because if you think about it, a, a, a wealthy person, how many cars and stuff are they buying? They're not, they're not buying a car every, you know, they, they buy the, the one car. They may buy a car every year. I, I mean, I'm just guessing. But for the most part, they're not spending as much money as a working person. A working no. person is always dumping money into the system through some means, you know, through eating out, groceries, um, going on vacation. You know, it's a lot of stuff that they're dumping money out on, and that money is constantly circulating. Whereas if I got millions and millions of dollars, I, you know, home is home may be really, really nice. I may not need to get that gym membership. <laughs> I mean, I need to go to the spa because I got all that stuff here. Down. So those people are not getting paid. And that money is not getting recirculated back into the system. Right. And it's it's proven, I mean, over and over again. I mean, you know, the the working class and the middle class, they're, they're the people who keep the economy going. Absolutely. I mean, for everywhere from taxation to spending to to everything. And so to put it, you know, in in harm's way hurts everybody mm -hmm. and you know i i just think that you know it is imperative that that we as a country really fight for the middle class because it's not it does not happen organically I, the I, middle class does not happen organically maybe in little pockets but not as a whole class absolutely absolutely and that's what we do that's what unions do that's right that's what unions do james dennis Thank you for, for being part of this team. I appreciate you so much. Kim, I appreciate you. Thank you. Great job. <laughs> Union Members Radio, see you next Sunday. Same time, same place. Have a great rest of your weekend, everyone. Bye. No, I won't back down. MotorCityHelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, are you stealing from the vending machine? No, Mr. Employee of the Month. Well, your desk is littered with, like, hundreds of snacks. I merely exposed a loophole by reaching my arm through the flap thingy. Does that sound like stealing to you? Yes. Granola bar? If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. MotorCityHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work.
Hey there, did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. 